cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for turn, tuning in today and uh, listening to The Scott Adams Show. Um, you know, uh, CBS came out and they uh, they finally, about 760 days later, 760 days later, sort of reminds me of the Arizona election, right? It's been, what, 10 days, two weeks, and they're still counting? Um but 760 days later, CBS is finally admitting what we've known all along. How embarrassing, how embarrassing is that, right? So let's take a listen to, uh, we're going to get to some of these clips. Um, I want you to hear Donald Trump's uh interview with Leslie Stahl back two years ago when it when it kind of mattered right and um, so here is Donald Trump and uh, I just want to cue these up because uh, each one of them yep let's see here so so this is Donald Trump and uh, here he is with Leslie Stahl and it's kind of interesting um, because uh, he was telling Leslie Saul about the Hunter Biden laptop. And she didn't want to have anything to do with it. So here it is. And you don't go. It's this, it's this, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen. Oh. And you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family verified. hasn't... The family on the laptop, he's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare? I doubt it. I did. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. So let's get back to the name call. That's Leslie Stahl. Now, Leslie Stahl 
is a veteran journalist, and she's making stuff up on the fly. That's because he's preparing for a debate. Think about that. She just made that up off the out of whole cloth. She doesn't know what Joe Biden's doing. He could be getting a blood transfusion for all we know. I mean, it's probably more likely than not that he was getting some sort of drugs to prop himself up. And then here is now the new CBS report. Over two years later, 760 days later, something like that. It's insane. It's embarrassing. This is the Walter Cronkite network, right? This is the Dan, you know, they're the they're the grand poobah of fake news, CBS. You know why I know that? Because I remember the swift, swift, swift boat story that Dan Rather put out. Dan Rather is the if you were to if you were to look up fake news, the pioneer of fake news is Dan Rather. He came up and out of whole cloth made up this whole thing about the swift boat to try to get I think it was Kerry uh, over the top against uh, reelecting George W. Bush. I don't know which one would have been better. They're both about as the equally globalist and equally liberal. Um, you know, and that's the, something that I think that only Donald Trump really and truly revealed to us all is that uh, John Boehner and Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney were the biggest frauds on the planet. I mean, talk about, you know, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and all these different rhinos. We forget Ben Sass and Justin Amash, and you can go on down the list. And, and you know what's interesting is people like Ben Sass and Justin Amash have actually recently defended Twitter and Trump on Twitter getting, you know, getting Trump's at real Donald Trump back on Twitter. And they're defending Trump for that. Oh, great. Yeah, that's the chapter they're on, right? Free speech. They're on chapter one, free speech, you know, the, con- the First Amendment. These people that call themselves conservatives, you know. It's a fraud. It's, it's We've been defrauded as a Republican Party. It was a uni party. Everybody knows it. The liberals get what they want, and the Republicans uh, bow to the liberal press, kiss the ring of the liberal press because they don't have enough power and muscle. And why would they? I mean, the, the whole system is rigged to push bigger government, and bigger government is, is heading in the direction of communism or socialism or tyrannical fascism, control and power, right? It's a natural order. It's a natural evolution that you would normally, that's, that's the natural evolution of things. The government never gets smaller, does it? It always gets bigger. So as each year passes, Government takes and usurps more power from the individual. And that's the, that's the struggle. That's the constant struggle. But at some point, something's going to break and we're going to stop giving them our tax dollars and we're going to develop a new system. We're going to develop a new system and we're going to keep our money in our pockets 
and then formulate our own community governments. And maybe we have our own little government in our own little town. You know, that would be a setback in terms of progress. But the powers that be spoiled the conditions that would have made life better for all of us. Just like just like technology was supposed to make life better and it made it worse. Because the people in charge of the power got too much power and it went to their head. They drank the Kool-Aid and they seized and usurped more power because they there was a constant struggle for power and profit and luxury. You know, and that's what the power is all about. The power is driven by health. The power is driven by luxury. The power is driven by sex. It's driven by a lot of things in life. But the power struggle is always there. And that's why equity really would never work. That The Kamala Harris equity program never works. Affirmative action will never work. Equity never works. Title IX never really works in the end. It was, it was actually something that had merit. Even though I've never been a fan of Title IX, I could see the merit. But then transgender walks in and ruins all the progress that Title IX had in women's sports and women's athletics. But you can go on and on with this. You can peel this onion and it can go in a thousand different directions. But the main thing is, is that when you run out of ideas and all it is is power, you end up with something like FTX, which I still believe is the biggest story on the planet today. And I also believe that Sam Bankman-Fried, SPF, we'll call him. Where is he? Why is he not perp-walked? Why is he not behind bars right now? I'll tell you why. It's because he's part of their system. Part of their system. But you just heard Donald Trump two years ago talking about Hunter Biden's laptop and and an award-winning, Pulitzer Prize-winning, legendary anchorwoman, Leslie Stahl, covered up for Joe Biden. And on behalf of CBS, who, uh, you know, still holds Dan Rather, the swift boat fake news pioneer in high esteem. Oh, for the days of Walter Cronkite. But was he much better? He probably wasn't. We just didn't know it at the time. But here's what their news story is. And it's sort of like, Two years later, you know, it's like, uh, what's the big deal? Oh, now you're reporting it. Okay, what good is it now? What good is that news now? Now we have Joe Biden in office, right? If this story came out and CBS ran with it and they started showing all the stuff that's on that laptop, let's not forget the fact that this guy was having sex with minors all around the world, Ukrainian hookers, Chinese hookers. Uh, you name it. Uh, there's even a video of of him, and I don't believe it was doctored, of Malik Obama. Or not Malik Obama. That's his brother, half-brother that doesn't like him. 
Obama's daughter um, was having sex on one of the videos with um, Hunter Biden. And they, they were doing lines of cocaine with, uh, with uh, the Obama girl's uh, credit card, plat- like a platinum card. And it looked legit. I mean, how else would you get the cocaine on the card and the card dusty? And how would they even know that that was her card? There's a lot of things you could put together on that. I studied all that. And I have a pretty good technological background and a graphics background. I didn't see any anomalies. But, you know, they covered it up. The Biden crime family, I mean, when you read the diary of Ashley Biden, the daughter, saying, you know, she had inappropriate showers with her father, and you got Hunter sleeping with his dead brother's wife, and you have all this stuff going on with the crack and the crack pipes and the, and the porn hub and all this different stuff. I mean, what kind of family is that it's not just about drugs at that point it's more than that because joe biden himself was pimping out his son hunter to do these deals we've played clip after tape after clip of congressmen in the oversight committee saying that the Biden crime family was involved and Hunter himself was involved in getting money from China to invest in companies like Freeport McMorrin. And and it was a mining company out of Arizona that was mining for cobalt in the Congo so that they can make the ingredient, they can get the ingredients to make the batteries. And then, smart, right? So if you could only just ensure that the uh, you could also control the battery manufacturing, well, they took Chinese money and invested it in a company called Emirex. And this company called Emirex manufactured the batteries using the cobalt that Freeport McMorrin was using. So you got uh, the McMorrin company, Arizona-based mining company, Getting the green light, mining in the Congo, using plenty of money from Chinese investments that Bohide Harvest and BHR, uh, uh, Biden, uh, Hunter Robert, which is the name of the company, um, ended up using. So the only other thing you need once you control the, the minerals and supply, once you control that, and then you control the manufacturing, and then you have shipping partners like, say, say, um, um, Mitch McConnell and his wife, you know, who basically have shipping lanes in and out of China. That's why they call him Cocaine Mitch because his wife's company uh, that controls the shipping companies. Um, got pulled over for, got stopped, and it was found that they were shipping cocaine. 
So that was shame on Mitch, but uh, that's where, you know, you get this business. Even Ocasio-Cortez's predecessor, Crowley, who was second or third in command of the Democrat Party in the House, lost to AOC, but he was a shipping magnet as well. They got a lot of these people involved in shipping. Hmm, wonder what that's about. Human trafficking, fentanyl, uh, cocaine, uh, weapons. You know, it's all done. You know, it's a very corrupt business. So not, the only thing you would need if you were to manufacture the uh, mine for the cobalt and you got that secure... And then you manufacture the batteries, and then you got that secure. And then maybe you have good relationships with Elon Musk that we don't know about. Um, then what you have is the next step. What would the next step be? To actually put the competing business uh, industry out of to put the competing industry out of business, right? That'd be oil and petroleum, and all that business, right? And so you would put them out of business, and then you would prop up something and mandate, make it mandatory to buy your other product, which is what? What would that be? Electric vehicles? So now your renewable energy, they call it. There's not enough renewable energy or cobalt or battery materials to sustain the kind of energy consumption that 9 billion people are going to need. It's not going to happen. It never will happen. And it's dirtier and more pollutant to the earth than natural gas in the end. And we've already you know, peeled that onion too, where the uh, electric vehicle the amount of pollutants that it requires to even make the battery and make the car and uh, turns out to be greater than a natural gas car. So, you know, a natural combustible engine car. And didn't they do the same formula? Wasn't it one, didn't they do the same thing with Pfizer? They created the conditions that mandated the uh, vaccines that, Profited, uh, gave profit to Pfizer, and Pfizer then in turn uh, bought a bunch of advertising from uh, the mainstream corporate media, which made them fat and happy, and donated to political campaigns such as the left. CDC donated to the left. Fauci talked about so-called royalties that you and I would call kickbacks. And when the House gets in session, we're going to find out more and more, not only about the Biden crime family, but we're also going to find out about the kickbacks, the so-called royalties. You haven't seen or heard hide nor hair of Fauci anymore, do you? He's just bad news, right? Well, here's the story um, of, uh, you know, of CBS now coming out and saying, yep, the Hunter Biden laptop's legit. You wonder if this is going to play, how this is going to play. And as Republicans take control of the House, Hunter Biden, the president's son. You wonder how this is going to play out. You wonder how this is going to play out. Because, you know, CBS got the green light to run this. The next two years are going to be pure hell for Joe Biden. And you just wonder what 
next is going to happen. And the other part is, uh, once we get to this video audio clip here, you know that the um, special prosecutor is only prosecuting a nothing burger against Trump to secure the data that Trump declassified so that we don't learn more and more about Crossfire Hurricane, which is exactly what it is that Trump declassified before he left office. And it's the records, I think, that are in play. I think if we knew the truth about Crossfire Hurricane, not only would it implicate the Clintons and not only would it implicate the Russian hoax and and clarify that, it would also implicate that Lisa Page and Peter Strzok weren't even lovers, that they were agents set up and they were doing correspondence as lovers to communicate through coded language and that Peter Strzok was a member of the CIA. His father worked for the Mujahideen and he was not only CIA but working FBI. So he was working internationally and domestic and you can't and you shouldn't do both. That would be a a high crime right there perpetrated by our government as is uh, what Merrick Garland's doing and as is what Mayorkas is doing with our southern border and as is what our Department of Education is doing with the teachers unions. I mean, it's all corrupt. And now we want to empower the IRS to with 87,000 new employees. Well, guess what? One of the things that the House is going to uh, take to a vote is defunding that operation. So you're never going to get that 87,000 IRS agent. That's not going to happen. And will be a target for investigations. And that means data from a laptop reported to belong to Biden could be crucial to the investigatory process. CBS News has obtained its data not through a third party or political operative, but directly from the source who told us they provided it to the FBI under subpoena. And we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now with what we found. Catherine, I'm very interested. Good morning. Good morning, Tony. These House Republican investigations are coming, and that could be a challenge for the White House as we head into 2023 and 2024. The laptop data we had analyzed showed no evidence it was faked or tampered with. Digital forensic investigator Mark Lanterman was previously a member of a Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force. There was one thing that got my attention, and that was a voicemail. This dad, I called and told you, I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. Gotta get some help. That voicemail, apparently from Joe Biden during his son Hunter's drug addiction, is one of many findings Lanterman used to authenticate what is believed to be Hunter Biden's laptop data. You're confident, based on your analysis, this is Hunter Biden's data and that it's real? Yes. This Delaware computer shop is where the laptop's backstory begins. Their records indicate in April 2019, Hunter Biden took his laptop in for repair, but never paid. After 90 days, the store considered it abandoned. 
Then in December 2019, the FBI subpoenaed the store's owner to turn over the computer and a portable drive of its data. Whatever happened to Hunter? During the 2020 election, versions were widely shared by Republican operatives, including Rudy Giuliani. We have the entire hard drive. But questions were raised about whether additional files were added to those versions. Then-candidate Biden labeled the laptop controversy disinformation. What this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. CBS News approached the lawyer for the computer repair shop owner to cut through the noise. We've always had uh, one clean copy. And obtained a copy of what he says they provided the FBI under subpoena. Then we went to Minneapolis for an independent analysis. Were you paid by CBS or anyone else to analyze the data? No. No. I wouldn't want... All right, so they go in and they vouch for this integrity, right? You know, it's BS. What was the FBI doing since 2019 they've had this information? What what were they doing? They had this uh, Hunter laptop hard drive. And every time the FBI or anybody would come in, the Cyber Crimes Division, you name it, they would come in on the committee, oversight committee, and they would say, I don't know about the laptop. I can't talk about anything that may or may not be under investigation. I don't know anything. Same thing is true with the the uh, University of Delaware holding uh, Biden's Senate records. It's absolutely crazy, you know, the cover-ups. And we just let it go. We should be actually picketing and breaking down the fences. We should actually be taking it to the streets. This is, this is absolutely insane that we're paying taxes for a government this corrupt. I can understand, you know, a couple of bad apples, but this is a systematic corruption that has no end in sight. And this FTX thing is really, quite frankly, the latest. And not only that, but I think that the bridge too far in terms of the corruption is how they exploited COVID and how many how many people have died as a result of this. Uh, these fake vaccines that were never t- properly tested, causing all kinds of problems, health problems with a lot of people with myocarditis. And a whole bunch of other things. And these globalists. See, it used to be that the Democrats, they had their own ideas. And they might have run counter to the conservative ideas. But at the end of the day, they still sort of loved America. And now they don't. They actually love globalism. And it was Herbert Walker Bush was the first politician I can recall talking about a new world order, not a war of the jungle, you know, uh, that kind of thing. He was the grand poobah of it, but I know it goes back to Prescott Bush and I, yeah, back to the FDR. I mean, I, I've heard all those, but, you know, for all practical purposes, it was Kissinger and it was... Um, um, Herbert Walker Bush uh, that probably taught the Clintons all about globalism and the Clintons uh, forged ahead. And then you got W. So you got Bush, Clinton, Clinton, Bush, Bush, Obama, Obama. And Obama is just, he started off as a puppet, learned very quickly how to domineer 
and dominate uh, the playing field using and exploiting every tool in his shed. And he got rich as a result of it. He's richer than Midas. So, you know, it's a, it's a very sad, sad thing that we are experiencing all of this. You know, and when you take a look at at the corruption here, you know, we got people sitting at the G20 like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. Bill Gates isn't, isn't a doctor. And just there's just too much corruption. So, you know, um, I want to get to the point where this is all stemming from globalism. Let's take a listen to this. Right here. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that, and it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? Over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. I think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. Yeah, here. So I, I posted that on Facebook, and guess what? It got censored. It got banned. Okay. So how in the world does that get banned? I mean, that, that just, to me, doesn't make any sense, right? Um, but it did. And we have uh, other clips. Now listen to this clip here. Um. Then the second time I saw him was uh, the March after that. Uh, so March 2017 in the White House. In both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. So he dumbs it down uh, for the audience. But really what he's saying is Robert Kennedy Jr., Bob Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s son, or Bobby Kennedy son, Robert Kennedy Jr., has been an anti-vaxxer for a while. And so Bill Gates said, no, you can't look into that stuff. You can't do tests on this. This will be a bad thing. It's a deal breaker. And it's an then average you got about this five classic for everyone on the planet. So you got the people that don't want to test the vaccines. The vaccines have turned out to be killing people. They were ineffective. They were not properly tested. We've ran a lot of different clips indicating that. Um, globalist clips, clips from the EU, people dissecting this in every which way. And it's clear that this was really a globalist uh, takeover to control people. And this pandemic was exploited for those reasons. And the reason why I stress that is because it lends itself to FTX. It lefts it, it's going to lend itself to cryptocurrency and blockchain. It's going to lend itself to all these things. And that our politicians today are rigging elections on behalf of the globalists. See, like I said, they used to love America. Even Democrats did. But now they, they, they love this concept of the new world order and globalism. And that's really the, the crux of it. That's where FTX comes from. 
That's where election rigging comes from. And the election rigging in Brazil is no different than the election rigging in Venezuela. It's no, no different than the election rigging in the United States and no different than the election, election rigging in Canada. It's the only way you get a leader to where once the leader is installed through the fake election, that people actually flee the country, which is actually what's starting to happen now in Brazil. And which is happening also in America. People are leaving California to go to Tijuana for a better life. Here's a guy that says, Bill Gates says, we want to control the population and new vaccines might be a way to get there. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now uh, that's back from high school algebra, but let's, let's take a look. Uh, first we've got population. Now uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. It's an average. So new vaccines is just part of a way to reduce the world's population. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. So this is the new people one. People don't a, feel like. Uh, so people don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. It's a mandate, right? Yeah, people think they have a choice, but they shouldn't have a choice. Going right? to the stadium uh, when they might get infected. You know, it, it's not the government who's saying, okay, just ignore this disease. And, you know, people are deeply affected by seeing these deaths, by knowing they could be part of the transmission chain and you know, old people, uh, their parents, their grandparents could be affected by this. And so you don't, you know, you don't get to say, uh, ignore uh, what's going on here. There, are, there will be the ability, particularly in rich countries, to open up if things are done well over the next few months. But for the world at large, Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. And, and so. And you should see the way his hands are flailing, right? We're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. But you don't have a choice. People <laughs> act like you have a choice. Yeah. Normalcy only. It's, it's absolutely absurd. This guy is then the second time I maddening. saw him was uh, the march after that. Uh, this is what we've seen. And um, so these are pretty much the clips it's an average of Bill about Gates five that I tons. have. And, uh, and, you know, the thing is, I, I've played these uh, over and over again in the past. 
But I think it's worth reminding us. It's it's a worth reminding of what's going on in the world and why it is that our politicians are betraying us. Why why it is that our corporations are are going woke. And it's because of this global environment, which I'm I'm an anti-globalist. I I think that globalism is the scourge of the earth. I think that uh, it's killing countries. It's it's killing your identity. It's it's gentrifying things. It's uh, knocking. It's making people subservient to corporate corporate corporations. And the corporations, they're not even answering to the customer. Just look at Disney. Just look at uh, any of these corporate cu- customers that are leaving Twitter because Twitter decided to open up free speech. And again, love them or hate them related to Elon Musk, you know, it's 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 an entertaining thing that's happening right now. And that's why I think you see a reservation and a hesitation from Donald Trump because I don't even think he's 100% sure Frankly, I don't even think Elon Musk is 100% sure what he's doing. Because I think at some point, you know, he could look at Twitter as a vehicle to promote Tesla or SpaceX. He could look at Twitter as a way to merge with Google and integrate satellite technology that would help Google and give him a stake in Google and YouTube and control information that way because Twitter's a small player but yet a very important player in the news aggregation business. All the journalists are on Twitter. All the aggregators are on Twitter. And Twitter is a platform that people really engage with. Uh, Everybody in Washington that I know, you know, Twitter's their number one go-to source for News aggregation. It's how I actually put together my show every single day. I use Twitter. That's what I do. I aggregate my news through Twitter. And I co- I copy a lot of stuff from Twitter over onto my Facebook. But I don't use Facebook as a news aggregator. And I, I think it, people who are not on Twitter don't understand how Twitter works or or maybe they do and just don't like it, and that's fine too. But I will say this. This is why tw- you know Trump was really big on Twitter. Twitter is a tool like that. But you know, at, th- at this point, Elon Musk is really not to be trusted. I mean, he was wearing a jacket that basically was said New World Order on it in Latin um, at some New York gala in 2018. He was the first with Idra, the new Disney CEO, the the renew. You know, they took him back, and Iger, Iger, and Musk were the first to leave the Trump business panel because in 2017, because Trump decided to get out of the Paris Accord, which was completely the right thing to do and completely bad for America. It, it was at odds with America First values. Anybody that would sign that agreement given the circumstances, is out of their mind and not thinking of America first. They're thinking of globalism first. And that's really what that's all about. And that's why it's important that we understand the scourge of globalism 
and we get to the bottom of it. So, a um, couple of things. Before we get to... Um, uh, before we get to the FTX uh, business and some other things, I want you to hear this Donald Trump clip. And you tell me whether this guy is a terrorist. This is on January 6th. This is what Donald Trump said. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election. And everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Huh. Wow. That doesn't sound like a terrorist to me. Does it sound like a terrorist to you? Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. Right. So. Carrie Lake just put out a statement. Uh, again, we're talking about election fraud, really, is what we're talking about. And election fraud is being perpetrated by not only organizations like FTX and this cyber uh, donation thing um, and our government's working against us and rigging these elections. You know, this whole thing about ballots versus voters and ballot harvesting and mail-in voting. We've got to put a stop to this. We've got to put a stop to it quick. Listen to what Carrie Lake has to say. And this is really kind of like her final statement because there's not much more she can do. Yet they're still counting votes two weeks later, still counting votes. And, um, and guess what? You know, she's not really conceding. She's not giving up. But something has to be done. Hi, this is Carrie Lake, and I have a message to the people of Arizona and all Americans. Forty days ago, elections in Arizona officially started when mail-in ballots were sent out across our state. Election day was 13 days ago, and Maricopa County is still counting ballots. Printer problems, tabulation errors, three-hour-long lines, and even longer and confusing instructions given by election officials made this election day the most chaotic in Arizona's history. Half of voting centers that opened for the first time on election day, where the overwhelming majority of voters were voting for Kerry Lake, were not operational or had significant failures. Would you get on an airplane if half of the engines didn't work? Would our friends in the media be able to broadcast their nightly propaganda if only half of their studio equipment was working? The 2022 general election in Arizona was botched and broken beyond repair. Thankfully, the Attorney General's office is demanding answers from Maricopa County. Attorney General Mark Brnovich is taking the first steps necessary to remedy this assault on our democracy. This isn't about Republicans or Democrats. This is about our sacred right to vote. 
a right that many voters were sadly deprived of on November 8th. Tens of thousands of you have reached out, pleading with me to fight this fight. Rest assured, I will, because if we give up now, we will no longer have a country. Attorneys are working diligently to gather information. Whistleblowers are coming forward, and the curtain is being lifted. Whether done accidentally or intentionally, it is clear that this election was a debacle that destroyed any trust in our elections. Arizonans who choose to make their voice heard on Election Day should not be disenfranchised or punished for choosing to vote in person. Yet they were. I want you to know, Arizona, I will continue fighting until we restore confidence and faith in our elections. And there you have it. That's her. That's her statement, and uh, powerful statement it is. And I thought, you know, let's go back and listen to Trump's January sixth statement. Let's listen to Carrie Lake. These are rational, reasonable thoughts. These are not terrorists. These are people that are questioning these elections because there's so many uh, problems with the la- uh, chain of custody. Now, let's get to what Candace Owens had to say. The enemies for the American people are not in Ukraine or Russia. They're sitting in Congress on Capitol Hill. There's no accountability. I mean, I don't understand. If I can log into my bank account and see every dollar I spent, why can't the American taxpayer log into a government bank account and see every single dollar that they spent? We have... We have the technological means for that. Yes. That would completely change the way so many people voted. It completely changed their perspectives about all of these policies. When you see how easy our our government is just able to money launder. This is what we're talking about. We talk about this never-ending war hawks who keep wanting to go to war. Because there's no accountability. They just say, we're doing war in Ukraine. We're doing war in Afghanistan. We're doing war in Syria. So you have to go, oh, billions of dollars have been taken away. It's out of your pocket. The American people, you need to understand, this is just a money laundering operation. I mean, 10 years? of a war in Afghanistan for us to leave? We couldn't even take back the billions of dollars worth of weapons that, and we just left them on the soil on the soil for the Taliban to take over? I mean, every single American should be outraged, and that's why I say that we have to remain focused and understand the enemies for us, for the American people, are not in Ukraine or Russia. They are right sitting down in Congress on Capitol Hill. Those are the enemies of the American people. That's absolutely true. That's what we say every single day here, right here. And uh, and we have to put a stop to it. And here's another thing. The thing that's going on in Ukraine, let's just take a listen. This is uh, Kira, a member of parliament, Ukrainian member of parliament. I played this a long time ago, but just a reminder, Ukrainian member of parliament, Kira Rudik. This is where Ukraine's heart truly is. Right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. We know that we are the shield for the euro. We are the shield for the euro, she says. We are the shield for the euro. We are fighting for this new world order. Huh. Maybe that's what Vladimir Putin is afraid of. Right. This globalist aggression, this takeover of elections, the uh, total um, totalitarianism that is Justin Trudeau, you know, like he's a tyrant, Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden. Look at what 
Look at how he's treating the J6 protesters who simply disagreed with the election. Yet you still have people in Congress, um, you know, that uh, denied elections, denied elections. And um, so I have a bunch of clips here that I want to try to get to. Um, Part of it is uh, when you listen to Joe Biden, you're really listening to a echo of Build Back Better. It's a very pertinent question to ask, how do we build back better? To build back better or whatever. So Greta Thunberg. To reset the clock and build back better than before. It's another. Build back better than before. Remember the the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Bill Clinton. Building back better. Justin Trudeau. Do things differently. To build back better. Boris Johnson. Build it back better. Elizabeth Warren. And build it back better. Obama. My plan to build back better. Uh, start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to, to build back in a positive way. I have launched a booklet called Build Back Better, written after coronavirus. It's about building this country back better. Growing conspiracy following it. It is called CBS The Great News. Reset. An unprecedented opportunity to rethink King and Charles. reset the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. Build back better. Building Harry. back better our economy. Build back better. This is the one from, uh, the discern from uh, Adern from uh, New Zealand. All elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. This pandemic has... So you heard enough, right? And uh, and then uh, you got, uh, you got uh, this little gem here. This is with Klaus Schwab. When you brought the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, President of, uh, of uh, Argentina, of now this young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, well, that, that audio clip is not working correctly. Um, all right, so so he says, we penetrate the cabinets and we uh, have installed people like Rudick and Justin Trudeau and some other people. Um, and, um, and then you have this. Globalist socialists used FTX to finance their elections. When it collapsed, they exploited to push for total control and regulation of your money through CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies. First, the Patriot Act, climate regulations, COVID lockdowns, ban your guns, which is the latest one. And now uh, central bank digital currencies. Central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote. <laughs> I like it because they've got a broad concept. Uh, hmm, what if this person's an idiot? Which we think that they are. It's like a digital penny for your digital money. You will owe nothing. You will be happy. 
that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. For now, till we phase them out, if you start any little trucker protests, oh, where's my money gone? The digital piggy bank is broken, I'm afraid. Start being a bit more cooperative. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank, like the Bank of England in the UK. That's good, a central bank. Nothing wrong with centralised authority, centralised power, globalist decrees coming down from on high, avoiding democracy. That's exactly what we want. Keep talking. And governments and central banks across the world are working together. They're working together. Well, that's just such great news. The IMF, the World Bank. Why don't we involve the WEF and the WHO? What we need are unelected global bodies that have been able to co-opt political power, respond to financial power, and ignore and oppress ordinary people. Whether it's the recent medical emergency or the cost of living crisis, we're seeing the benefits all around us. I can't wait for your next policy. You're going to take our money now. This is great. Looking into what having a digital currency might mean in practice. I think I know what it means in practice. More power for you, no power for us. This includes issues that people care about, such as ensuring users' money would be safe and secure, that it could work with other ways to pay, would be energy efficient. Oh, it's got to be energy efficient. I was about to say, is it energy efficient? Is it energy efficient? I've got to make sure. Oh, few other questions. You wouldn't use this ever, would you, to implement control or to advance social credit type systems or to shut down the bank accounts of people you disagree with or to surveil people and have a surveillance network that you've developed in conjunction with big tech and now a financial arm that you're developing so that you can lock step together and gridlock us in a digital prison of surveillance tyranny. That- See, and then, yeah, FTX, they're saying, is just another way to exploit. They use the 9-11 to exploit Patriot Act to get into your fourth, to to, to violate your Fourth Amendment. Um, you know, and they did COVID to violate your civil rights, uh, lockdowns. They did climate to regulate and control what you consume. And now they're working on your money and the banks. And this is what Greta Thunberg had to say. It is... The money is there. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. I mean... Applause. <laughs> right? <laughs> if we could save the banks, we could save the world, right? And FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried showed us how that's done, right? Because basically all that money went to Democrats. And I'm not so talking about U.S. Democrats. I'm talking about socialists and liberals in every country that pushed for donations to Ukraine. And they were using the Ukrainian National Bank to uh, work hand-in-glove with FTX crypto that allowed SPF to dole out the funds to basically meddle in the elections in every way, shape, and form. And George Soros has been doing that for years and decades this is just a new way of doing it a new face well that brings us to the end of the scott adams show be sure to check out magapack.org and use red state over at mypillow.com we'll see you next time on the radio bye-bye buddy just to bury my kids right up to there